0: hey everybody welcome once again to the wrestling inc podcast i'm glenn rubenstein and tonight we're going to be discussing monday night raw for december 5th 2016 with us as always we've got wrestling inc's own raj Geary and mr matt morgan back on the podcast tonight how's it going matt
1: doing good guys uh sorry we missed you last night watched pay-per-view for no reason
0: (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't a reward enough in itself seeing james ellsworth involved in Uh, interfering in a title match on a pay-per-view
1: I, I did like AJ's I didn't
2: think AJ's in I'll watch though so you know at least I got to watch his match but that match you yeah, know yeah. that match was fantastic it
0: was. yeah yeah definitely
2: until until the the until L's thrown out. right yeah. <laughs>
0: cool so today we're going to talk about monday night raw it was an interesting episode uh, some subplots with shades of the attitude era had some new matches set up really uh kicked off the momentum heading into roadblock but before we dive into things just want to remind everyone that this episode of the wrestling inc podcast is brought to you by wwe slam crate powered by loot crate tag into a bi-monthly box for the wwe universe loaded with exclusive and authentic collectible uh, exclusive and authentic collectibles plus apparel that you can't get anywhere else save $3 off your first box at lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc when you sign up and use the coupon code wrestling inc that's lootcrate.com slash wrestling and we thank them for sponsoring the show so let's talk about tonight uh, i guess you know the first segment is as good a place as mm. any so what did you think matt of that tonight that we saw the return of big show in that setup between kevin owens and seth rollins and then uh turning into a match between seth rollins and big show
1: uh, Big Show's just you know what he's there for you know uh, use as a stepping stone for other um, guys, uh, other storylines to advance. Exactly what he needs to be
2: used for at this point. Um, who cares? No offense to Big Show. He, um, he he looked in great shape though. Yeah, he always
1: looks in great shape when he comes back because his fat ass works out finally um, <laughs> when, he, when he's home.
2: You know, <laughs> by he's this home- his, his chest looked like twice the size of his his uh, his stomach. I mean, it,
1: I, I, I hope so. A guy that big, I'm hoping his health is, you know, on the up and up, you know. Uh,
2: it was strange that, you know, they had Seth Rollins bring up the Triple H stuff tonight in that promo before the yeah. big show. match. It's like they had completely forgotten about it uh, for two weeks. and I mean, for two months and just randomly bring it back up. So that was... Uh, I mean, I know where they're doing it now. They got to get that those gears back in motion. Monday Night Football is ending, so that means Triple H will probably be coming back shortly after that. Uh, Monday Night Football ends at the end of this month. Um, I, I didn't want to mention. Did you guys hear that? I think they've done this for SmackDown before, but that little recap they had at the beginning of the show oh,
0: the 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 soap opera esque previously on Monday yeah, Night.
2: Yeah, what the hell was that? I mean, I that. That voiceover was just awful. It sounded, it, I mean, it sounded like it would be a a soap opera, I guess. They've done a
0: couple of them in, in recent months, but it's sporadic.
2: Yeah, it's cheesy as hell.
0: Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, and I feel like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but do they have to keep reminding us everything that happened? I mean, along last week, two weeks ago, but then even throughout the show. I mean, tonight, how many times did we see the same clip of Charlotte and her dad going back, just hitting it again and again? I mean, do people have that short of attention spans?
2: yes they do <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a bit much man I was, do. <laughs> but by, by the last time they recapped that you know charlotte kicking rick flair out i was like man i'm just just get this over with yeah i started I,
0: muting it by the last time i was like i can't hear her poorly sing again
1: one thing i did like though about bringing up hunter is because it's i still think that's his mania match obviously mm-hmm. uh, except. And I'm all for them starting, like you said, the gears, you know, start turning the gears in that direction. Even though it's very early, you know, you usually wait until post, the post-raw after a rumble. Uh, Still, you know, um, I think that's a big match and it's going to help Seth. So anything to get him from not looking like an idiot and and not looking like a a babyface should, I think Hunter will be good for him for that.
2: I just think like they could have kept it alive a little bit over the last couple of months instead of dropping it almost completely and then just randomly bringing it back, bringing it back in you know you could have had him keeping you know calling Hunter out here and there and Hunter just never showing up or doing something to just not drop it completely and and you know just make it seem like it was a complete afterthought
1: and then I think it's one of those things rise where if he can't be there and be a, and contribute you know what I mean because they for a reason, because like, he, he's such a big star, you're not going to have him come every other week. Um, what do you do with that? Just have him keep calling out a guy who doesn't show up, or I mean, I that, think everybody knows he got screwed over. Nobody's always forgotten that.
2: Or you do a different angle, and you wait uh, till Triple H can actually appear on TV before you shoot. You know, before you go that way. Um, but anyway, that's uh, at least they're they're going back to it
0: you know two things and for people uh matt i know you've been playing wwe 2k17 did that remind you or especially anyone in the chat that's been playing the game when seth started his promo so much like directly out of the game with hey i just want to get something off my chest here you know it was very much like the template in the game where you're just picking the random generic things you say in a wwe promo uh, it I thought was. that was crazy. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you, Matt, so you brought up a good point with Big Show looking better, having time to get in shape. When you're on the road and you're touring with the grind you mm-hmm. know, of a WWE superstar schedule, is your goal just to sort of maintain? Is it hard to make real gains when you're keeping that schedule?
1: Yes, I know that's what I always did, yes. I just tried to keep what I had. Um, you got to bust your ass in the gym to still do that, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and make sure you get your meals. And that's the hardest part about being on the road, is making sure you can still find ways to eat clean. It's a pain in the ass when you're driving five hours. Those guys, it's not all luxury people, fans out there. It's not luxury. You fly into a major city, and then you drive three to five hours to the next town. Again, three hours of following day to the next town. Two and a half hours to the following town. And then reroute it and come all the way back again and fly out. It's a pain in the ass. Six meals a day? And trying to do six meals a day, you know, you're going to Wendy's and eating grilled chicken breast sandwiches. And that's about as clean as you can get it. Uh, if you don't have time, and that's not that's not what I'm eating now, for instance, you know, um, yeah. it's tough. The hard the eating is the hardest part.
2: And and when they when they send you to these towns, do they give you recommendations of gyms to go to, or do they have uh, do they have weights there's, backstage? Or
1: that's a good question. You know they have gyms in obviously in every town. But the, the boys all somehow always know. Or there's some independent worker, or there's some mark that that lives in the town that's at the airports. And hey, you need to go to. Ironclad gym in, you know, Altamont Springs, Florida. You know, crap like that. Um, (laughs) Every single city you go to, you'll never not have a gym. That's good. That's the cool part of it, at least.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, there. You want to Um, hear something
1: real quick? uh, Not because, but in New York, Zack Ryder's dad was that guy, was the guy who would give all the boys the hookup to come work out at his gym. I don't (laughs) remember the name of it. I forget it. But when I worked Zach Ryder in his very first like dark match, uh, sorry, not dark match, his, uh he was an enhancement talent at the time, his very, his very first match, he was like 19. And uh I was doing my stuttering character at the time. And talking to him, I was like, hold up, so that like that's your dad who always lets us come to the gym and like, Oh yeah, my, my pops always let you come and you know says you guys are more than welcome tomorrow. So like that's an example, for instance, of how like we find gyms. You know, it's weird.
0: Oh, definitely. See, I'm fascinated by that stuff. Or just even, uh, what was it like on the table for three new day talking about how like they use Hotwire for all their hotels because they want to book it, but they want the discount because they're paying out of pocket for their own stuff, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, I'm surprised there's no travel agent that just caters to serving wrestlers.
1: When you first get on the road, when I first started, they gave me Nathan Jones, probably because we're idiots, but they gave us like a set of training wheels where they gave us a hotel rental. They had everything done for us for like the first three months. And then after that you're on your own. Wow. You know, you have to pay for your own rental car, your own hotel, figure it out. So it's good it's good to wanna figure it get if you can get into a car with a veteran, that's when it comes in handy. But yeah. then you gotta to a bitch and be bitter the whole time too. So it depends you got you gotta get a good veteran, you know?
0: Yeah. But uh, to what you were saying about working out, though, that makes sense with Big Show. So that's really why, that explains why when we see guys come back from a break sometimes they have this dramatic yeah. physical transformation because they can focus on it.
2: Big yeah. Show has been working live events and stuff, though. He just uh, hasn't mm-hmm. been on TV. You know, I have to say tonight, uh, the, he had a little more agility to
0: him, and I actually felt like he was he was a little <clears throat> more menacing than he had been in his previous incarnation. I think, you know, I, I don't want to use the term like Ophi, but, you know, I mean, he had the giant look yeah. before, right? And tonight, I think with that leaner, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, that was the most credible I've seen Big Show look in the
2: ring in a while. And did that count as another Big Show heel turn and face turn, or was that... <laughs> is <laughs> just pretty much a face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> big Show's Big Show at this point. Hey, but you know what? There were no Please Retire chants that were audible. So the crowd was, was as into it as they have been for him in a while. Um, so we went from that to, uh, you know, obviously throughout the show, hyping Cena coming up on uh, SNL this Saturday. But we had a match between Jack Gallagher and Aria Davari. Gallagher. Gallagher, pardon me. Uh, and yes, they did uh, make it a point of pronouncing that. So he's... Irish by way of, of the UK? Is, is that correct for his origin?
1: I just know UK. I'm not sure. He looks yeah. Irish. but I
0: don't know. Yeah, and the last name. Um, but no, uh, what did you think of the match itself, Matt?
1: I love his work, for the record. I, I loved his stuff on 305 a little bit more. They got a little bit more time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Duvall got a little bit more offense in tonight, I noticed. Um, but Galler, his stuff is so original. Like Not, not the stuff he did tonight again, but as, as a in general. His, his his moves, his, his moveset, if you will, is so original. And everything he does, talk a smack to the guy, acting like, you know, flipping his hair while he's got a guy in a freaking wrist lock. And I think it's entertaining.
2: I, I do. You don't think he looks like a vaude villain? He-
1: oh, he absolutely yeah. does. No question. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it, dare I say paler, and he's got, at least he's got cooler, somewhat cooler trunks. I wouldn't call him cooler, right. but somewhat better. Wrestling gear, he's in better shape. Um, but, I don't know. There's something different, much different about him than the vaudevillains. Once the bell rings that headbutt he's vicious as hell. You know, it just the way he works when that bell sounds, he is vicious and I
2: like it. Yeah. I just don't, I, I agree. And I, I, I was a big fan of his, uh, on the cruiserweight classic, but there's just something with this cruiserweight division on Raw that just is not clicking. And, you know, again, the crowd was quiet during this match. Um, it just seems like people, as soon as those purple ropes come out, now they they like know not to care, and I just feel like it it just dies, you know, right off the bat. There's there's no heat in any of these matches, and just seems like everyone's waiting for for the next thing.
1: Let me say, just for the record, something I've always said, and people probably get on me online because I'm a big guy, and that's why I'm saying this. No, everyone who knows me knows I'm a fan of cruiserweights, a fan of guys that could do shit that I could never do. Okay, with that said. This goes to show you when fans, general fans, that come to them Monday Night Raw SmackDown taping and they see these cruiserweights that they don't know for the first time, they're not blown away by them because of one reason. It's the look test. Not a single one of them passed the look test. None of them look like a star. None of them looks like somebody that shouldn't be pumping my gas or changing my oil or cutting my grass or doing my pool. Um, seriously, they don't look any different physically than the fans, and you guys could, you know, everyone out there that loves, you know, cruiserweights and exhibition guys could say, yeah, but you know, once the bell sounds, they do all these cool moves, and I agree, they normally do. But right now is the proven ground that once their music hits, they have. I've always said you have three seconds when you first step out on that stage to make an impact before people turn the channel. Whatever it is that you do, you don't have to do anything in your on the ramp or anything, but your appearance has got has got to capture them and suck people in. Physically, it goes a long way to have that, and it goes to show you that diminutive does not do that. You've got to see them over and over and over again before finally I think people you know, don't give a crap how small they are, like Daniel Bryan or someone to that effect. Daniel Bryan first walked out on TV. Let's really go back in time and remember what that was like. You guys remember? It wasn't very impressive. The fans were not impressed by him. Um, He was very vanilla to them, very tiny, nothing to write home about. Um, then he wrestled and then blew the friggin' roof off. But that's my point. None of them passed a the low test.
2: I, 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 I agree 100% with what you just said. But do you think a lot of it too is there's not that many uh, shades of difference between a cruiserweight match and just a regular match on Raw? Absolutely. Go I was going to say like back in WCW, there was a huge difference between uh, Mysterio and Malenko and then you know Luger and, and – and the giant, you know, in the main event. Uh, so, and, and you had that huge contrast. Whereas now it's, it's uh, the matches, you know, it's basically structured the same, uh, laid out the same, maybe except with a couple extra high spots.
1: I think for the most part, there's th- 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 that's, that's true. You're right. Because everybody is a lot smaller nowadays. The testing, there's drug testing, there's lots of reasons for that. The business has evolved supposedly into this faster paced style um but i still think you have to have a certain look like aj can be small come out and he has a following so people know who he is so he gets reaction no matter what i I don't know how to explain it i really don't i just know when people can do the channels no one's stopping at jack guyler when he walks down the ramp
2: right that's why i think neville and austin aries is like the money uh the money program to go to once aries is able to come back because i think both those guys they stand out they do
0: when the current Cruiserweights, I feel like they're losing their swagger a little bit with the exception of maybe Rich Swan. I mean, I feel like, you know, even TJ Perkins kind of knows that. OK, that I mean, because that intro was great. I mean, his entrance was fantastic the first couple of times. But now it's just kind of I don't know. It feels like the momentum's there like they're tr- they're caring about it, but they're not having the, the same ad. They don't come out with that presence that they had originally.
2: Wait, wait. You thought Perkins had a presence before?
0: Oh Perkins, uh, the first couple times he came out with that intro? the video game music, remember? The the video game music, and the crowd was into it. Come on, the first time you saw that, like, that didn't, like, do anything for you? Nope. Uh, But there's a segment of the audience that it did, you know, that really connects with that. And
1: I think- It must be theater fans.
0: Theater, yes. Uh, No, I I think because it plays into a very real um, subgenre of wrestling fan. There's a lot of wrestling fans that love- retro video games you know so, so i think it had some good over-off. oh my god move on glenn what do okay.
2: you talk let's go hey hey i love move retro on, video go. games but i i'm yeah. not going to cheer for someone that, you know, <laughs> I don't <know>. like that.
0: <laughs> but what i'm saying is that right now i feel like the guys are out there like they know and to your point matt i mean for the live audience if having seen live the way they switch those ropes over like that is a momentum killer because you're just sitting there watching the video package and if you're setting up stuff in the ring for 10 minutes before a match sure as hell better be cool there better be pyro something better be collapsing there better be a high spot and they're not just purple purple ropes you know you're right yeah so that's why i think the live audience i think they lose the live audience every time with that so let's let's move on in the show and talk a little bit about what we had uh backstage we saw owens and jericho more on the deterioration of their relationship and then the start of a real throwback to the attitude era tonight with the enzo uh rusev (laughs) and lana storyline matt Oh, let's, let's sort of just talk about the segment as a whole that built up throughout the night. Uh, what, did, what did you think of that? I mean, that's one of the, the most highly produced, uh, you know, furthest yeah. away from the venue spots they've done in a while. Definite shades of the Attitude Era. What did you the, think of the whole thing?
1: The very first set, the very first uh, back uh, pre-tape with that, um, I thought Enzo did a fantastic job. I thought he, he, he's got some acting chops. He mm-hmm. really, like, did you see when the camera came right back to him? When, when when Lana was doing her thing with uh, throwing the ring on the floor and it comes back dead pans on uh, Enzo, and his just his reactions his reactions are so perfect. Um, he I don't know he screamed star to me in every sense of the word. No matter it, it, there, there's times they put him in some cheesy stuff, and he can't fix it. Nobody could fix it. But like that was mm, he that was good. I really liked it. I thought he did great.
2: Yeah, at first I was worried that they were doing another Lana and Rusev breakup angle. Uh, you know, with the first segment, after all, after that, it was clear that yeah, uh, what was going to happen. But uh, you know, at first it looked like they might be doing another breakup or just teasing it. You know, like they you know did with Charlotte and Dana Brooke forever. And then by the end, you you could Enzo looked like kind of an idiot when you when you saw it coming, and and, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. But I, I agree. I thought this was this was. In many ways, uh, outside of um, outside of Jericho versus Roman Reigns, I thought this was the best thing on the show. The, it it was. I
1: mean, are we allowed to talk about like the 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 whole part? Of, like, yeah, he, the only that's, thing that's I didn't like good. is Kaz on his cell phone asking for a cell phone in the middle of the arena. Like that—that that is a little far fetched, you know.
2: Um, <laughs> who who memorizes phone numbers nowadays? I would be screwed. I would be so screwed.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that part that part was definitely cheesy. I thought he was going to run to the back, um, <laughs> making calls from the from the crowd was a little cheesy. But uh, man, Lana, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, smoking, dude. That yeah, was insane. It was, uh, yeah, that was something definitely uh, from uh, from another era that you don't you don't <laughs> really see today. But man, uh, yeah, I mean, again, uh, they just keep. You know, kicking the crap out of Enzo every week. I don't know if this is leading to big casts at Roadblock or or further down, Uh, but that's clear. That's the way they're going.
1: (laughs) Guys, let's yeah, let's really strip this down real quick. Let's really look at this on paper. Hey, did all of that need to go down? Did they really need to set this huge elaborate Doctor Evil plan? Okay, to lure little ass Enzo up again for the fifty fifth time in a row. I don't want to look at it like that because I was highly entertained by it, though. You know, my so I thing, up on it.
2: I wish they'd go a little slower with some of these storylines. I felt like this was something they could have yeah. dragged out over a few weeks, oh, like she yeah. next week. And then, you yeah. know, so you, you just kind of even if you know where it's headed, at least it keeps you tuning in. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You know,
2: Rick within Flair. the same episode, you know, they she broke up with Rusev and, and invited him to the hotel and went to the hotel and he met her, you know, all within a couple of hours. So <laughs> slow yeah. down a little.
0: <laughs> but I, I thought Rick Enzo was great. I thought that was uh my favorite segment of the whole thing just seeing the two of them play playing off of each other and enzo k- couldn't do the woo correctly which was yeah yeah that's really humorous to me uh but no i love that I love the development. i agree it should have been gone on longer the part that uh, in terms of the storyline but the, yeah once they were actually in the hotel that's where i was like okay we all know what's coming here that's where it just went on a couple beats too long before rusev popped out but um no i agree man enzo like what what's wwe studios doing putting wade barrett in movies you know direct to dvd when they got talent like enzo on their hands because i think uh yeah. you know he 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 i think has the most legitimate potential to to break out and do something uh, out of the business just purely acting
2: you know well, yeah, they don't want to lose him to, to the movies right now, you know, You because really, uh, he benefits them way more being yeah. on TV every week than being in one of those crappy movies.
0: Hey, man, that one with Edge, whatever it was called, no, no. That, was, uh, that had a twist ending that really validated the 90 minutes I spent watching it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, to, to tonight that was cool. So, so here's the funny part though. You mentioned Raj is this building up to Cass and Rusev at Roadblock. So here's what we will have in that match: is we will have Rusev fighting for Lana, Lana's honor and Cass fighting for Enzo's honor, uh, essentially in, in that in that showdown at Roadblock. <laughs> <laughs> which hey they've done matches over sillier crap right it's the wwe um let's talk tonight about another throwback to a more recent era and that was uh Sami Zayn versus kevin owens i thought they were going to cool off on this for a little longer but uh here we came right back to it tonight compar- i always
1: take it i don't yeah. that. i'll take that every week i know it's played out i love those two working each other
0: though i just do i think that was been a great match how did you how did you think That's it compared I mean. tonight to their previous ones
1: it's so hard because there's so many good matches between the two. I even go back to, you know, ROH. Um, oof. I don't know where I'd rank it if that's you're asking me. I thought it was very entertaining. I liked it. I loved it. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I mean, storyline-wise, of course, we could pick it apart. But ding-ding, once the bell sound wise I loved it.
2: Yeah, it was good. I didn't think it was one of their, their better ones, but I thought even one of their not better ones is still really good. Uh, you know, I mean it was complete filler in the sense that there was no storyline progression, it didn't move anything along. Uh but if you're gonna have filler, you know, I'd much rather have this uh than uh Mark Henry and Titus and some of the other stuff they got. What was up with that? I mean we'll we'll get to that in a couple of minutes, but that was
0: uh interesting to say the least. Uh so after uh, the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match which Kevin Owens did win, uh which I thought was you know, I, I mean I that was kind of predictable I think with him being the champ and all that they needed to do that to maintain the, the pecking order. Um so it, they built up oh, I'm sorry. It's just
2: it's just weird that Sami Zayn's been getting killed every week by ron Strowman but then you know has a super competitive match <laughs> with the universal <laughs> champion. <laughs> but that's I guess that's nitpicking.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they announced backstage that uh, they had Sasha Banks, that she was inviting Ric Flair, um, or pardon me, Charlotte has, had invited Ric Flair. And then we went to a second cruiserweight match, Rich Swann versus uh, TJ Perkins. So what did you think of this compared to the first one, Matt?
1: Same thing. Yeah. Um, I love Swann. I'll keep saying that. I, I like him. I like what he brings to the, to, to the table. I love his charisma. Um, but the match itself was the exact same thing.
2: Um I why didn't they show that that little preview promo package with Rich Swan before he came out, you know, <laughs> show it to the crowd so they could get behind the guy. You know, once he's in the ring, then they show that. Because I thought that that piece was fantastic and it gets you behind him. Um, but you know, Rich Swan just won the title, came out, and it was just no reaction whatsoever. And TJ Perkins kind of the same thing. Um but I like those, uh I like those little interview segments that they do. Um but, yeah, the match itself, I agree, Matt. It was it was kind of the same.
1: I know we don't want to stick on this too long, but real quick, this is why I, I've said from day one it's important that the Cruiserweight Championship be on a heel. That's why I was all for Brian Kendrick having the title because he can go out there, and no matter what, he can get booed. He can get on the mic, run his, run his mouth, and get steam, a little bit of heat on him. At least people will at least somewhat boo him. Um, it's a better chance than getting people to cheer a baby face, as we have seen. Swan's got charisma coming out of his ass. I don't know what else, you know, needs to happen for, for people to kind of react to him. That piece, I could have sworn they played before or something along those lines, telling his story about his parents dying and all this other stuff, right?
2: Yeah. If not
0: that, a very similar one, yes. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: I don't know what's wrong with these people, but, you yeah. know? I, mean, I don't
2: know. Yeah. Another thing that kind of, you know, back to what I was saying earlier with the the cruiserweight matches need to stick out more from the heavyweight ones. Uh, you know, I feel like they need to be more fast, more explosive to get over. And you had Rich Swann doing these like rest holes during this match. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't uh, this isn't helping, you know, your your first match as champ. And and man, you could hear a pin drop during those
1: yeah I, I hate to say it it does need to be
2: blah 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 blah
1: It needs that's the only way to make it the show change you
2: know yeah i mean i i don't i'm not in favor of all spot fest but have it a spot fest for now until it gets over until you start getting some characters over and then incorporate yeah. them
0: yeah uh you know i will say rich swans uh that that standing flip he did tonight or that running flip uh whatever it was yeah. that was an amazing move tonight um but you oh, know yeah, and he's got he's got some great stuff in the ring but yeah they're just not they're not setting it up correctly I think is really the key and part of it maybe is just they're, you know they, they're trying to do too much right now um creatively maybe it's just stretch thin they don't have something to really give the cruiserweight storyline wise because uh yeah I mean we've seen I mean right hardship that's the story of almost every cruiserweight that that's held the belt so far right it's like tj perkins like mm-hmm. you know suffered and struggled a lot d brian kendrick right, right, suffered right. and struggled a lot Rich one so basically adversity it's mm-hmm. it's like uh they're just all saying you know that that, that they're we never get
1: a we're getting one now we're taking advantage of it yay yes
0: yeah it's like and you know what it's like it's like vince mcmahon's a big fan of the movie rudy and he's like they're little guys let's just tell that right. story you know uh and it only works so But Rudy, times. yeah but rudy
2: was told really well
0: it, it was uh not a dry eye in the theater the first time i saw that um hell of a film uh, so something that perhaps not quite as compelling in the storyline tonight we had uh, bailey versus alicia fox uh like with the most overt merch plug i think i've seen in ages with the bailey bears tonight that was uh really interesting how much they were putting that over but uh okay so well, I mean, what what do you think of, of this development, Matt? In terms of now that Bailey might be in a storyline going forward for a little bit with Alicia Fox, like this is this is Bailey's fate for the time being.
1: I, I still think she should have been brought to SmackDown. Um, yeah, they, they don't have any; they just have these two top tier super duper stars, and right down here, the rest of them. When Bailey should be up there with those other two, mm-hmm. at least right slightly below them, I should say. And only, there's nobody to get her there, Just to, to, get, to get her right half a step below the Charlotte and uh, Banks. You know what I mean? She needs somebody to help get her there in the newer fan, in the fans' eyes that don't watch NXT, the, the common fan, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And uh, Fox ain't the one that did, no, no offense to her, none of them can do it. Yeah. Because none of them are gonna stars.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're. I mean, it gives her something to do, I guess. But yeah, it's not helping her. It's just get, keeping her on TV. Yeah. I don't know if this is continuing because she did beat her clean. But as we've seen in the past, a lot of times beating someone. I mean, Rusa beat Enzo clean weeks ago, and they still, you know, are, are going with that. So it never means anything. But yeah, um, gives her something to do. Emma's coming back next week, so maybe uh, they could move it in that direction.
0: Yeah, finally, after two months of hyping that up, we'll finally see Emma back in the ring. Um, but, yeah, uh, it was uh, – yeah, I think Bailey just needs something a little bit more at this point to really uh, get up to that next level. And I think Emma, Emma would be good. I mean, it can't – with Dana, I think there's just been too many botched spots now, you know, to have – I mean, I don't think Dana's on that level. I think they've maybe – I mean, have you heard anything, Raj, that they're not going to push her now?
2: No, I mean, it's clear that they're not. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, when was the last time she wrestled on Raw? It's um, been a while. Yeah. So it's, speaking, I mean, they, they see what we all see. So
0: yes. So speaking of people that haven't wrestled on Raw in a while, we had Mark Henry versus Titus O'Neil. Um, Mark Henry, Big Pop, Texas Boy, Homecoming. Uh, I mean, I, I would say what you think of the match, Matt, but uh, not much match to think about.
1: It was what it needed to be. If it was on, if it was, if that match was on TV, that was exactly what should have happened to you know 10 second match
0: so my question with titus i mean is just proof Matt? i mean does vince mcmahon really hold a grudge this long against somebody
1: (laughs) uh i guess so i don't know (laughs) I, i really don't know i think if he can make somebody if you can make him money no yeah but if not and he I don't think Vince could be like that anymore. He's he's gotta be too old to give a crap about that type of stuff. Look
0: at I Titus's year, though. You know what I mean? I mean, lost on Father's Day a match in front of his kids, lost on the fourth of July against Rusev. Um, I mean this was all coming back from suspension, you know. Uh got into a <laughs> feud with Darren Young, you know, of all people. You could be right,
1: you know. I don't yeah. think about it that way, honestly. I didn't even know those things you just said. Um I don't know, you could be right. Maybe Vince yeah, still is like I know he used to be. I don't know if he still is like
0: and Let's remember before New Day, who held the tag titles? The primetime players. So if you were to do a career retrospective of Titus O'Neill over the last year, it is a very, very this is like the behind the music down period we're witnessing, you know, here of just sort of the descent into to complete irrelevance.
2: Well, you know it's bad for Titus when they have him win when they have him lose in the other guy's hometown. I mean, when do they ever let <laughs> someone win at home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well for yeah. Mark but, Henry, you know. He, yeah. And, you know, I, I thought uh, it was short. So it was, you know, it was fine. It, it, if if they had a long, longer match, even though if it went a few minutes, I think I would have had different feelings. But it, it was fine for what it was. And, you know, Mark Henry, Big Show, both on the show tonight. But uh, Big Show says he's retiring at WrestleMania. And Mark Henry uh, had, has been talking about retirement for years. So they're not around much longer. I still think that. They should be put in some sort of feud with somebody to get those guys over. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know with yeah. Big Show if it's going to be Braun Strowman or someone like that, but bet uh, you it is.
1: I bet you it is. Actually, I, I. Yep, that is exactly what it is going to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, that'd be good. Um, but per Titus, let me ask you this, Matt, because I'm not sure the answer is so obvious. So when you're on the roster and you're in the Titus O'Neil position of doing these weird little segments and just basically losing in these matches, wh- I mean, what's better? Is that more disheartening than just not being on TV and sitting backstage? Nope.
1: nope. I'll take being on TV and and I'm getting exposure one way or the other. Um, you know, sometimes they say, oh, there's no such thing as bad press. I always argue, yes, there is. But when you're on TV with a character in any form or fashion, you can make of it what you want. You know what I mean? You can make changes, you can do things to improve it. It's, you know what I mean? I, I think being on TV is always better than not no matter what it is.
0: Well, it definitely makes sense. So speaking of people on TV tonight, I don't know if you saw how great Mick Foley and Chris Jericho are looking. But why? Why do they look so good? DDP- what are they, yeah, what are they doing? DDP Yoga, DDPY, man. DDPY wow. has changed countless lives, and many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. You've heard us talk about Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, my God. Check out his documentary, DDPY, Saved That Man's Life. Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, Mick Foley. Of course, Gold Dust looks amazing right now. Best shape he's been in in quite some time. And so if you've been thinking about taking control of your own health and fitness as we head into 2017, DDPY is having their biggest sale ever, their ho-ho-ho holiday sale, which is already underway. So for a limited time, you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're into digital only, you can just get the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. You can also buy a Max Pack or Combo Pack at 25% off and get a second one for 50% off. So, hey, get one for yourself and get one for someone you love, someone who could stand to get on the right track and take control of their health with DDPY. If you've been on the fence about starting, this is the best time to get on board. Head on over to DDPYoga.com wrestling inc stop procrastinating and get started now with ddp yoga also want to thank our other sponsor of tonight's episode which is slam crate powered by loot crate you've heard us talk about it before slam crate is a bi-monthly box for the wwe universe loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles plus apparel that you can't get anywhere else We're showing it off uh in last night's podcast the exclusive enzo and cash shirt that was in the first slam crate that went out last month there's also other great stuff hand-picked and created by loot crate each crate contains over $60 in value, and they cost less than $30 to you. So for the cost of a shirt, basically, you're getting a shirt. Uh, In the last crate, there was New Day figurines, Sasha Banks sunglasses, Dean Ambrose belt buckle, an NXT patch, Shinsuke Nakamura poster, and my favorite thing, you actually could get your very own Mitch the Plant, Dean Ambrose's uh, uh, sidekick who met an unfortunate end many months back. You can grow your own, literally, thanks to WWE Slam Crate. So right now, if you sign up, you're going to get in for this next box, which is all about Dream and then going big with uh, believing in yourself they they don't disclose what's coming out ahead of time it's a mystery but you can think with that theme we're probably going to see some great stuff in this next slam crate sign up now and you're going to save three dollars off your first crate when you sign up at lootcrate.com slash wrestling Inc when you sign up and use the coupon code wrestling Inc that's loot crate.com slash wrestling Inc get it for yourself get one as a gift get it as a gift for yourself I'm telling you slam crate powered by Loot Crate, official WWE bi-monthly box. You got to check it out, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. Raj, you were telling me last night that the stuff you got in, in the first crate just sort of disappeared. All your family wanted in on it immediately.
2: Yeah, the kids the kids took it right up. So I got a couple things still. I, the, they didn't take the Mitch the Planet uh, <laughs> pot, but they, uh, they got the New Day stuff and, and Sasha Banks sunglasses. So I still got a few things.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely awesome. Definitely a great value. Lootcrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. And we thank them again for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So let's talk about... Chris Jericho versus Roman Reigns tonight for the U.S. title and just how that all went down. Um, it seemed to me, you know, before all the distractions and hijinks there, they did one of those fake finishes again where it seemed like Jer- Jericho was going to win it, uh, which would have been shocking. But of course, uh, due to DQ and Kevin Owens being there, well, I guess not DQ, but due to distraction and Kevin Owens being there, uh, Roman ended up retaining the belt. But what did you think of the match itself, Matt, in seeing Jericho and Reigns uh, working together?
1: Um, another good uh, outing. Uh, made Reigns look like a million bucks again. Um, it's just a holding, you know, everyone knows what this is. It's just a holding pattern right now for, for Jericho and KO to get into their stuff more.
2: But uh, um,
1: the match was good.
2: No problem with it. I actually thought it w- it, it might have made sense to do the title change here just because, you know, Reigns is in the world title picture. Um, so you kind of have the U.S. belt not doing anything and at least if you had jericho win it then you can you could have owens interfere so it's like you know he he repays him for for last week it's like an apology and you got a secondary you know top tier feud with jericho and, and rollins for the u.s title and then the the world title at top so um you know i almost feel like they they, they maybe should have went that way I, I don't know if the plan is for reigns to go back to the u.s title at once this program with owens is done which it may be but you could have still gotten back there eventually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was interesting tonight. Reigns uh, had one of the better audience receptions that I've heard in some time. I mean, right. I mean, people were cheering. There was, I mean, I didn't hear any booing. It seemed like, you know, Reigns maybe uh the audience is at a point of acceptance now, you know, and even being kind of into him by and large, but uh, I thought the match was good. Yeah. You know uh, but I agree it would be interesting just to change things up a little bit um i mean with roman uh against uh with Roman going up against um owens, like i don't know i mean do, do you think they would do something as crazy as to to have one guy have two belts at this point
2: uh they've done it before they had Rollins yeah. uh they had Rollins do it but um yeah um I, I, I wouldn't I, – they, they might. I mean, you never know with Roman. He usually, uh, he usually doesn't come up short that often. So, I mean, they could have him lose by DQ and then keep it going uh, into the rumble. But.
0: Yeah. Actually, that's a good question sort of from a backstage point of view, Matt, is, is it politically with the other guys. Is, does, do people get irked when one guy gets two belts because it's another opportunity that's sort of denied everyone else?
1: Only if you're a freaking Mark. <laughs>
0: No, but I mean come on, does that matter? I mean, does that, I mean when you're working backstage, I mean you you want to be in title contention, right? I mean, that means more money, more prominence. You're out there doing more for the company, right?
1: My my check read the same no matter what. Yeah. If you're the heavyweight champion, you have you have more opportunities because mm-hmm. you're the heavyweight champion and you're gonna be doing other outside projects, other appearances, um, things that you get paid more money to do. But other than the IC man?
0: title, even if you go to a kids' yeah. ho- children's yeah. hospital, sick kids are like, "So what? You're the Intercontinental
2: Champion."
1: Well, that, you know, for kids, yeah, great. You know, that's that's yeah. awesome. But but pay wise, no, it does nothing.
2: Wow. But when you won like uh, the TNA World Tag Titles, yeah was there any any sense of uh, extra joy or yeah, yeah? No, of course,
1: absolutely. Uh, my dad was dying of a brain tumor at the time. It was my first major title to at the time to would won. So yes, definitely. Um, and um, we put it on DVD. Brought it to the hospital. Um, he had come out of his coma like a week after, and he was you know able to watch it. It was all. It was a great, great experience. I'll never forget. So absolutely, no question. The little six-year-old in you is is stoked. You know, you finally won some sort of title. But. Um, as far as the cheddar goes and pay wise, it doesn't right. mean anything.
0: No. I mean, do you even sell more merch? I mean, is there, you know.
1: Well, sure. Fans perceive you, you as a better wrestler because yeah. you're a champion. So, yeah, definitely. I could see that. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like you have some sort of bonus check you win because you want to tag titles or the heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm.
0: No, no, that makes sense. Good to know um i see that's what i'm fascinated about just just the inner workings and uh promotion behind it. i don't know if you heard about this uh but i guess is it was it fox raj i mean we know that netflix is doing their 80s ladies wrestling series but is, didn't fox option about six months ago doing something in the vein of empire built around a wrestling promotion i think it was fox. uh
2: i don't i don't remember that I, yeah. I just remember glow but
0: yeah it was on deadline um they i'll, I'll find the article uh, somewhere. But yeah, but I think that's, I mean, I think it's fascinating. I think it would be fascinating to see a very good hour-long drama set behind the scenes at a wrestling promotion.
2: You know, I think A lot of people are interested in the backstage stuff, but at the same time, these shows, uh, they never show like, you know, the, the scripted dramas never show anything close to, you know, oh, what, of what, what, what backstage is like, you know, yeah, what, with all- anything, be it football, uh, hip-hop, anything like that. You talk to real artists and they'll, they'll tell you, you know, that Empire is nothing like what it, you know, what it's really like. Yeah.
0: It'll, it'll be all stunt grannies and rig chairs, right?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, uh, so let's talk uh, about what we saw with the, well, big cast versus Rusev. We covered that match that didn't happen and what went down in the hotel, but we had that weird. I mean, I thought it was weird. The number one contenders match tonight with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Saron and Seamus with new day looking on. And the end result is that at roadblock, we're going to get another triple threat this time for the tag titles. So Matt, what did you think of that match tonight? And then that development that it's going to be a, a three-way tag match at roadblock.
1: Uh honestly the, the tag titles doesn't mean anything to me as a fan mm-hmm. um but you know but as a do you even call me a journalist what do we call me a podcaster
0: pundit we, yeah sure podcaster. A pundit? yeah a pundit but, a pundit works but, but, <laughs> but as a pundit
1: now i would um i don't know i i'd rather not see it three-way obviously um but they 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 dest- they really want to force Sheamus and Cesaro, and, you know, and wedge them in.
2: Um, yeah. So it would be a it, it would be a a big deal if they did have the tag titles change next week, uh, just you know a day or two before New Day's uh, set to uh, set the record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are the odds you think you see them doing something like that? Oh. it, it would, would be shocking it's the
1: pay-per-view two days before it that they break the record
2: yeah yeah so if basically a, if they don't lose it uh monday they they sorry, set it
1: yeah. oh. uh,
2: no i think
1: they keep it i do i think they break the record
2: yeah i, I think it's going to be a triple threat next week and i, I don't know i, I mean i eighty percent says they, that they 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 keep they keep the titles and set the record. There is that twenty percent where every now and then WWE will do something completely unpredictable that you didn't see coming. And that,
0: and, that's
1: and Raj. Whenever they set three ways up, you not usually sometimes yeah. is to do some some form of protecting, right? But this is new. that they don't get protected <laughs> at any time.
2: But what if they do uh, Anderson Gallows or Cesaro and Sheamus beating Anderson Gallows next week? And so the new day that's, that's I mean, lose yeah. the lose the belts without losing the you know actually getting pinned you know okay. it would throw a wrench mean, in things. I don't, I don't think it's it going to happen, but yeah, would <laughs> <It'd> be funny. <laughs> yeah, it would be
1: funny. Yeah,
0: I, don't I know. mean, did anybody really
1: know demolition? I mean, did you guys? I have watched wrestling for since 06, but I, I could I wouldn't have guessed demolition No. held the tag titles the longest. You know, I would have guessed I don't know Bulldogs or Hart Foundation or. I don't know who, but definitely not. I wouldn't have thought, you know, Demolition.
2: Demolition, this is combined, right? This is their combined two title reigns, isn't it? Uh, I thought it was. Uh, or just a singular? It. I thought it was a singular. Okay. Yeah, I remember them holding the titles forever. But when you were a kid, the titles just didn't change anyway. So, you know, it, Honky Tonk Man had it for over a year. And, and you know, Hogan had it forever. So Six years, well, Hogan had it. Well, four um, the first time.
0: <laughs> oh, gotcha. So it's combined.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. Exactly. And oh, gotcha. Six. But uh, I was actually a demolition mark when I was a kid. Uh, really? Yep. I, like I love music. It. Yeah, the music was <laughs> awesome, and and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, they, I thought they had great matches too. They're they're. I thought in the ring a lot. A lot of times they were better than the Road Warriors. Like their matches with uh, the Brainbusters were just awesome the matches they had with the rockers i mean a, a lot of that had to do with the other team but but they could go i mean they could have yeah. more matches but yeah i was a i was a big fan i
0: think what's weird is when they have these matches like tonight where literally new day is literally just sitting off to the side watching it just really makes them feel irrelevant to what they're trying to tell story-wise where it's like well we're just gonna have them sitting in the audience just sitting there you know i mean you know they're gonna well, get
2: he was he was streaming on facebook live yeah oh much cooler <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you know how they love doing that stuff, like pushing yeah. the social media and everything.
0: Which is weird too, because it never matches up. Every time I try and do that, it never is like concurrent with TV correctly. So I'm always either ahead or behind. It's just distracting. Trying. Can to I just
1: it. say you are the perfect Joe WWE fan? By the way,
0: <laughs> you are exactly who they want watching the show. Uh, you, you, you know everything. I- I just enjoy what they do. I enjoy being a fan. And maybe that's part of the reason why I like wrestling is because for me, you know, it's so easy to watch stuff. I mean, like good examples like Westworld, right? It's it's a phenomenon. Everyone's talking about it and you can watch it and you could be cynical and you could be like, oh, well, this is what they're going to do because of that. But when you watch wrestling, there's part of that. But then part of it is that also you can just sort of get in and just feel like a fan. You can genuinely give yourself over to the experience and be surprised when things happen and believe when you want to believe, you yeah. know? And I think that there's a very visceral element to that, that you don't get from a lot of other media, you know?
1: Dude, I, be- I became a wrestler because I was a fan.
2: Who are you trying to convince? in? Yeah. I
0: agree.
2: <laughs> hey, I think, I think wrestling when it's done right, when, it, when the stories are told, right, is the funnest thing in the world. So, Hey, I, yeah, I, I agree.
0: And a big part of it, too, is because we also are watching it as kids, I think it can give you that feeling again. It can tap into that, which is also very, very powerful. Definitely that. Um, so let's talk about this last segment. So Ric Flair was in the building. Uh, Charlotte came out, mm. talked a lot. Before she talked a lot, we saw, or I guess in the middle of her talking a lot, we saw the extended, the longest recap they played tonight of her telling her father Ric Flair off. Uh, Ric Flair came out, seemed like she was going to be all emotional and apologize and then uh, and smacked him. And then uh, Sasha Banks came out to defend Charlotte's father. Uh, so I know we've been kind of critical about elements of how they're telling this story, but Matt, what did does this do anything for you? No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Don't, I mean, uh, listen, it's it's so in the cat's out of the bag as far as Rick loves his daughter, like like more than I might say more than any other parent loves their kid, but rick doesn't shut up about charlotte i mean way before she became a wrestler yeah you know i can remember god four years before she became a wrestler rick was telling me what a volleyball stud she was and what a phenomenal athlete she was a thoroughbred and the whole nine um she was backstage at one of her house shows at tna i remember and uh he just everybody knows this you know that that that, that rick is, is same with charlotte you know they're incredibly tight You know, so anything to the contrary, no matter how good the acting is, is never no one's going to buy that. No one is sitting there buying that. Ric Flair is really back in Sasha Banks. Not a single person. (laughs) Do they know the real truth that he he kind of mentor, you know, mentors all all, of the four horse women? Yes. Great. But that's where the extent dies. And it's all about his daughter that he would get hit by a bus for tomorrow. That's what he's everybody knows this. You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, Charlotte looked, Charlotte looked like an absolute star tonight, though. Again, yeah. R- Russo brought this up a while ago. Whenever she's wearing non wrestling gear, she stands out. Crowd was a
0: not super receptive to
2: you know, a, lot, a lot of people left before this, this angle happened. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I will say this this was exactly what I expected was going to happen, and uh, so I was hoping that. I thought this was very predictable for anyone that Charlotte would heal on her dad and, and, uh, you know, Sasha would make the save and whether whoever gets the upper hand, you you know, th- that's what the angle was. So I was almost hoping that, uh, they did something different. And, you know, I thought maybe flair goes heal again, goes back with Charlotte. Cause he is back on the road. I can't see him being with Sasha every week. Like what Matt was just saying. It's just so unbelievable. Um, So it almost made sense for him to go back with Charlotte, but she doesn't really need it right now. So I – you know, ultimately what they did, it was just – I thought it was predictable. Uh, You know, the women drew great last week. That rating uh, last week was the highest uh, this – you know, since football started the season. It beat the Goldberg return. So obviously they were going big with the the women again this week, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, it was just a a predictable way to end the show. But but –
1: the beatdown was brutal,
2: was vicious. Yeah, the beatdown was, was good.
1: And, and, I, when, they, and just, when they do this, you guys already know this, but fans out there, I'm not sure if you do, when they come up with these type of things, they come up with the end-all be-all, which is we need, we, need, we need steam back on Charlotte big time, and we need um, Sasha uh, getting her ass handed to her and, and people to feel more sympathy for her. Um, how are we going to do that? Okay, Charlotte's going to dismantle and beat the holy smack out of her. How do we get there? And then they put all the pieces in. And then somewhere along the way, they threw in the, hey, let's throw Rick out there and tease that. He's, that Charlotte's going to want him back. And then,
0: yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's another way to, to keep so, it going. Um, but the big news tonight is that at Roadblock, we're going to get a 30-minute Ironman match between the two of them.
2: Did they, they, oh, they say, say 30 wait. minutes? I
0: love it. They said 30 minutes, yes.
1: Okay awesome awesome
2: so that's the big, the you, big you think they changed the title again
1: i don't care <laughs> okay i just i it is what it is with that i know we should care more about it guys but they have bastardized all of their titles a zillion and one times um so i just i'm at the point now you know 40 years old i just want to see some good, good matches and that's how it is for me as a fan now watching it i guess And those two, I'm a huge fan of watching. I can watch them for hours.
0: Cool. So uh, final thoughts on Raw tonight, Matt, before we uh, get into some other stuff.
1: Um, Well, we just did an entire hour of thoughts. I am going to give you – sorry. I'm going to give you a a
0: Raw, rather, a
1: a 6.5.
0: Ooh, interesting. Raj? Raj?
2: I thought it was pretty weak show for after the last few weeks. I thought the last few weeks were really good. I'm going to go with you know, six. Wow. Six. Maybe, I- there was some good stuff, you know, like I said, Zane and Owens and, and Jericho and uh, Reigns was good. And so was the, the, Lana stuff. So that, that was enough for so
1: pacing had a big to do with this score, by the way.
2: Yeah.
0: Pacing is the real downfall of raw i feel like if if they put the pieces in the right order it it works and if it's in the wrong order it just completely falls apart you know and i think tonight that was a big part of it so no i i i will probably lean closer to matt probably 6.5 uh for tonight but uh we got a lot of stuff for roadblock which is coming up a week from sunday they uh set so we got the 30 minute match there we've got rollins versus jericho we've got uh owens versus reigns We've got uh, the triple threat for the tag titles. Uh, what I think is interesting about Roadblock, you know, is I was like, God, they just did a Roadblock less than a year ago. And I looked it up and it was March when they did the first Roadblock. Raj, is this the first instance of them doing the same name? Oh, that's movie? why they're
2: calling it End of the Line, too. Oh, so it's a
0: companion piece.
2: Right. So... It's just, you know, it's like <laughs> in, your, in your house, beware of dogs. So that way, uh, yeah. you know...
0: <laughs> But there's no yeah. theme, you know, that's what I don't, they come up with these names, every pay-per-view should have a theme, <laughs> or at least a theme match, where something happens.
2: I wish they'd bring back Starcade. I think that was such a cool name, you know, and, uh, and a cool pay-per-view title that, I don't think you need to have a theme for these, I think they overdo it with the themes, actually. But you have so many cool wc pay pay-per-view names that you own, that you could, that you could use, that yeah. you just, you know, leave them by the wayside.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Roadblock, I think they could come up with something for that. But uh, it'll be interesting when that happens. Someone so
2: suggested co- that they just did End of the Line, and I think End of the Line almost end, sounds... End of
0: the, like the, the Line is there. a better name um, yeah. than Roadblock is. Uh, especially, I mean, they
1: call it Roadblock. Yeah, I think they're calling it... Don't they call it Roadblock because we're, we're one pay-per-view away from being on the road to WrestleMania? Oh,
0: that's good. Um, yeah, uh, the last well, one was in well, March, it, right before.
2: Yeah, we got... I think we got a few pay-per-views now because I think they got Elimination Chambers back. And then uh, there was one more that I think they have uh, before WrestleMania. So one's a SmackDown, one's a Raw, and then you got the Royal Rumble.
0: Hmm. So that'll be interesting with the Elimination Chamber uh, coming back. So one question we had from last night that uh, Cody Baker in the chat brought up, uh, we wanted to ask you back because we were talking about TLC last night and how they dropped the and stairs, but we wanted to ask about those steel stairs that you always hear people freaking out about when people are slammed into them. I mean, uh, hurt. they hurt. It hurts like a mother Fletcher, yes. Even Seems with the a... thump, even with the noise, interesting. Hell yes.
1: Dude, when you see Brock Lesnar pick it up once, and throw it like nothing over the top rope. That's because he is a freaking freak. Um, yeah. He's super strong. That thing is heavy. And um, I don't know. It's got to be at least 60, 70 pounds. And well, you're slammed
0: into it, though. I mean, that. It hurts
1: like, okay. oh my God. It kills. There's nothing that feels good about that. I'm talking about when a guy shoots you off into it. And the yeah. guy's taking, somehow they're flipping their backs into it nowadays. I guess the guys are small enough to do that. I could never do it. But uh, I'd always take it shoulder first. and I'd always be worried that, you know, i I tear a rotator cuff or something like that doing it. But you got to tackle it as hard as you can. You've got to blast that thing to make sure it goes flying. Oh, John Cena takes them really good. Watch John Cena take him. Yeah. He, like he does like a form football tackle. He puts his whole everything into it. It goes flying every time. Because if you don't, that's when you can get hurt.
2: Matt, I had a question for you. This was something we discussed last night, too, with AJ Styles. Were you there? You were there right when he left TNA a few years ago? Yeah. Uh, what was the uh...
1: – Actually, I left right before him. I take that back. I left oh. right before
2: him. Yeah, I couldn't That's remember. If, yeah, I knew it was around that time. What's up, though? I was still – But the fact that they wouldn't st- sign Styles then was the feeling in the locker <laughs> room. Basically, like, okay, they're not going to sign any TNA guys. At all, you know, like that
1: feeling there was a feeling that there was no that, that there was no loyal. A lot of the TNA originals didn't feel there was that loyalty being paid back to them that they were giving to TNA. Um, you know, a lot of them could have gone to NXT earlier, um, could have gone other places in Japan in the, in the indie shows for that matter. A lot of them missed a lot of indie paydays where they're at the star of the show and they get paid maybe even more money than what TNA was probably giving them at the time you know, to do TNA, TNA pay-per-views, to be a contract with them. Um, so they felt they were being loyal, the Roots, the, 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 the Storms, you know, uh, Joe, AJ, um, and Eric Young, uh, Kazarian, Daniels. Um, you know, rightfully so. They built that company from, you know, almost brick by brick.
2: Right, and but did they get – oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: When you have a contract come up, you freaking sign your top-tier dog out of all those people and when when he wasn't signed i mean people were a lot of people were obviously shocked and surprised but they weren't surprised at the same time because of the they felt there wasn't as, the loyalty wasn't given back when it came to finances from
2: TNA you no know, what what i meant was were they surprised that WWE wouldn't sign aj cuz then it's like oh damn yeah. like that this is pretty much it if we don't stay with TNA it's like the Indies or ROH, I mean, all of a sudden the options must have just really seemed like it shrunk down when, when WWE wouldn't take AJ back then.
1: Well, back then, if you remember, it wasn't that they wouldn't take him. It wasn't that it wasn't like put out there. It, it was if you just came out of TNA, you know, uh, Hunter didn't want anybody, you know, post TNA until you had that funk off of you. You know, that, that, that's literally, I was told the same damn thing, um, quite honestly. And I was going to come back at the Rumble. It would have been six months. I don't know how the funk would have gotten off me that fast, but I digress. Um, anyways, it uh, it was never said like, hey, AJ Styles is not going to be signed by WWE. Because it, was, it was more, he went to Japan, blew it, blew it up, and he would put it out there, if you guys remember. AJ would put it out there like, well, nobody's really called me from WWE yet. I don't know what I got to do to get a job kind of a thing. Um, but eventually time passed and he did get signed. But... It, 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 to those guys, the Rudes and the Storms, I'm sure they were probably like, holy crap, like, why wouldn't they want to, you know what I mean? We built the name somewhere else. Why would you not want to bring us in? Because at the time, Hunter was just starting NXT, and it made sense from his perspective. It totally did. He was building up his own brand, his own stars from the ground up still. So why would he want to take somebody from another te- another organization and kind of get credit for building them? Yeah, I, I would do the same damn thing. I'd want all the credit for building my talent, no matter who else was out there, until the time comes when you need to restore that, replenish that talent because <laughs> that talent has gone over and got on TV. And I think that's what happened. And I think he was able to – I think it worked out beautifully. He's taken Joe and hey, all these other guys uh, – uh, sorry, um, Owens, all these other guys, Finn Balor, and, and Reza just completely flipped their career around. complete 180 in a a much larger direction so I think he he probably learned something in that too you know that just because somebody went out and made a name for themselves whether it's in a bingo hole or a crappy indie company or a Ring of Honor or a TNA even for that matter you could still come to WWE we could still teach you the WWE brand the WWE way and we could fine-tune some things and make you a brand new version
2: of yourself and that was I, I agree with them. What do you think is going through Samoa Joe and, and Bobby Roode and, and you know and their minds right now when they're seeing uh, James Ellsworth wrestling in the main event of SmackDown every week?
1: <laughs> what, what 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 any wrestler should see that that's a short that that's a come on that's a that's a sh- very short term thing that you can't go out and buy a house with. Um, you can't pick your family up and move. To Houston or Orlando or something like that, because that's not a for sure thing. Yeah. I don't give a crap what his contract is. It's a bottom tier contract, or I guarantee you he makes a 75 probably, I'm guessing 52, which is pretty damn good money for, for, for James Ellsworth, let's be honest. I'm guessing anywhere between 50 and 75, which is being very that nice low. That low? Really? Uh, guaranteed downside.
0: Oh, gotcha. Because, yeah, I was going to say, that's like NXT, like, barely above the bottom rung money
1: it's more than he was making on the indies
0: yeah, yeah no that's interesting um but yeah I, I guess that would make sense how politically people would see it inside a sort of a very short-lived situation you know enjoy it while it lasts yeah
1: joe's not sitting there going oh crap that should be my spot joe's going mm. like we all are probably storyline wise like Ugh, this guy again come on but not know. like this guy's in my spot i could be taking up that time joe's got to be thinking i'm a mother effing star I want that Kevin Owens spot. I want that John Cena spot. I want that. AD, you know,
2: I think it shows how desperately you made need him too. Yeah. I think so too. I think he needs to be on TV
1: with Nakamura like yesterday.
0: Yeah. So, so you weren't backstage, just going like, "Man, that's Zach Gowen, I'll cut off a leg." Just give me, give me that airtime. There
1: were actually there were some. Yes, there were. There were some. I remember some cruiserweights. I'm not gonna mention any names. That yeah. <laughs> They were OBW at the time and yeah you're actually that was the actual real thing yeah
0: wow that's crazy um but yeah with ellsworth i'm just i'm amazed like and i it's so absurd that i'm just rolling with it at this point with how much they're they're pushing him but he's selling merch right i mean so i would
1: love the carbon footprint him in real life <laughs> i'm sure he's a great guy
2: but man maybe really
1: <laughs> get off my tv <laughs>
0: Well, on that note, uh, anything else we need to cover, Raj? I, th- I, think, I think we got it all. Cool, man. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, Raj and I will be back on Wednesday to talk about SmackDown Live and the fallout from Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. I'm sure uh, we'll have some great things to say about Ellsworth's uh, title match with AJ Styles that's happening on SmackDown Live tomorrow night. So be sure to join us back here for that. If you like the show, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, leave us a review and a rating. Uh, Matt, you want to plug anything before we leave here?
1: I would like to plug uh, Sim Solutions. It's uh, uh, AJ Sims. He's a guy that is a friend of mine and is now working on my diet for my upcoming uh, classic men's physique show, which I have four months to get my big ass bigger and then cut up and shred it
0: for And He's going to help guide me there. So
1: AJ Sims of Sim Solutions. Very Check cool. him out
2: simsolutions.com.
0: Simsolutions.com. Raj, uh, anything people should look for on the site?
2: Uh, just busy couple weeks, so keep checking it out
0: cool guys and so next week for raw is the tribute to the troops right is that correct
2: no 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 that's uh is that, after is that the I week think, after uh, no no i think it's airing next week but it's not in place of raw not in
0: all. place of raw okay good so that's good to know from a program point of view and then uh i saw tonight wwe week is coming up on the usa network so that'll be interesting to see
2: so yeah that's the same week i think uh I, I, we'll have the schedule up on the site but you know one night we got raw smackdown tribute to the troops the uh, show Santa's a Little Helper again? Santa's a Little Helper, all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, what was with Enzo Cass and Mick Foley doing the, the Sing movie ad tonight? That was like a branch out. Did you guys catch that?
1: Yes, I did. I tried to pass forward through it, but it was <laughs> those two guys anymore was stupid outside things.
0: Do they give you extra money for that if you do? No. So you're just an indentured servant at that point, and they'll just send you to opening of a car wash?
1: You was know? it a USA ad?
0: Uh, I think it was a USA ad.
1: Yes. Oh, well, there you go. I, I, I yes.
0: Good, good Not for that Mick Foley uh, can uh, ha- get his wife some more of those creepy porcelain dolls. She's wait, to they see. they don't
2: get paid more for doing the uh, USA Network spots. You, you mean like if they were guesting on the show? It was an no. ad for a movie. No,
1: it was an, it was an ad where they were they did a specific skit. They were definitely paid something.
2: Oh, for. okay, gotcha. I thought uh, I thought that's part of the. I, I think that's part of their deal with the, you know like they do those for for USA i don't think I, okay
0: I check out on. the spot it was it was different a
2: wrestler's, was
1: a, a wrestler's it, contract reads reads it differently
0: yeah it was a different and this wasn't even like their sonic commercial they did backstage like this was a, they they filmed this you know they shot something for it, it
1: was which movie. that they don't get paid jack for yes
0: yeah yeah so cool man we learn more all the time matt morgan you're a fantastic resource thanks for uh, being a part of this podcast i feel like i learn something every week and i know our audience does as well so uh thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, until next time i'm glenn rubenstein and i'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care